0: Crimson Tower Studios.
1: Welcome to the Old World Podcast, the unofficial podcast for Warhammer Fantasy roleplay and the original podcast to bring you both discussion and actual play in 4th edition. We're recording today live from Gen Con, and I'm one of your hosts, Lance, and I'm joined today by my co-hosts, Steve and Matt. How are you guys doing on this wonderful day?
0: Oh, I'm doing great. I'm exhausted. I'll tell you, it's what, like 9 p.m. right now. We're sitting in the hotel room recording this, and it was a long day, but a very
2: fun day. Yeah, it was a very fun day, and uh, to be honest... I haven't walked that many steps in a long right? time. Oh yeah, uh, Lance had a uh, Fitbit on, and we what we collected around like fourteen thousand 14, steps. Yeah, something. <laughs> I mean, and that's pretty good
1: considering we spent a lot of the yeah. time sitting on our butts. So. So, yeah,
0: sitting, sitting, playing <laughs> uh, Fourth Edition, and. Right.
1: Yeah. Well guys, we have a special Gen Con episode. This'll be our part one. You can look forward to part two tomorrow. In part one, we have several things that we're gonna talk about tonight. First we're just gonna give you a quick rundown of Gen Con and a little bit of the things we saw there. Then we're gonna move on because if you guys didn't notice, fourth edition PDF dropped. Hooray! Yay! Woo-hoo! The masses rejoice.
0: It was a long time coming, but it so far. I cannot wait to talk.
1: I cannot wait to talk about this. This is going to be awesome. So we're going to give some first impressions. Now, to be clear, the first impressions here are literally that, our first impressions. We're just going to talk a little bit about some of the things we saw, we liked and loved. We're going to get a more in-depth review. You can expect that in our next episode after the Gen Con episodes here. We're going to give you a lot more. We're going to dig in more. We're going to talk about all the different bits and pieces of that. So for these two Gen Con episodes, we're also going to give you some of our first impressions. And of course, after all that, we are going to give you some insights from Cubicle Seven. Uh, we spent quite a bit of time at Cubicle Seven. Yeah, 7's.
0: probably all together today, forty-five minutes, maybe. Oh between, yeah, well, yeah,
1: forty-five, and then another stop in, and yeah, at least that. Yeah, so we we got to talk to uh, quite a few people, including T.S. Lucar, and uh, I'm still Davis. not sure if we're saying that right. Yeah.
0: Like, Why didn't we ask him? We I don't know. To we need like, to. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we need to ask him that. <laughs> But Graham Davis, right? Yes. Was the other one. And uh, quite a few other people from Cubicle 7 uh, Andy and uh, Becky. Becky, yeah. Yeah. And and Paul. I know there's a lot of people we got to talk to. So we're very, very excited about that.
0: Great people. They were all super polite, really really wonderful people.
1: And we actually do have a few tidbits. Um, oh we we've got some Yeah, we got some confirmations, uh not not a ton, but some cool stuff that uh, I think everybody's gonna like to hear. That's so right. we're gonna not, go over not that
0: exclusive, too. but I think we're the first to uh announce some of this stuff. So potentially. Yeah, very exciting. Potentially, yes. Stay tuned. Uh, for
1: sure. With that, let's dig into it, guys. So first I just want to say I think all of our first Gen Con, And yes, uh absolutely. we've we've been to yes. many gaming conventions and stuff before, but we never did
0: Gen Con. Gen Con's kind of that like the Mecca. It is. big, say,
2: yeah. Never this size. Yeah. <laughs> right?
0: O- outside of flying to Germany for Essen, this is about as big as it gets.
2: For sure. What did you guys think? Just first impressions and everything. I loved it, man. Just the crowds, just everyone getting into it. Everyone. There's so many different things that people were into. It was just great.
0: That's one of the things I love about conventions like this. Literally everybody, and we're talking thousands and thousands of people, are all there to celebrate the thing that they love. And we it's yes. the thing we all love. There's a, a person standing next to you you've never met, you have no idea who they are, and you can strike up a conversation about games, about role playing games, about whatever.
1: Right. Definitely like Nerdvana. It was I, I loved it. It was so cool to just get in there and so many people. There are people like podcasters, podcasts I listen to that are big, big deals and you get to get to meet game designers and people that are just so much, so yeah. cool in the it's, industry. It's all in the same publishers,
2: same room, yeah. man. And and you see him in person, like you know, like Graham Davis. Like you've seen it on books before in your past when you're yeah. young, right? And it's classic pic- stuff, pictures in white Dwarf and, and he's magazines, sitting and... a foot away from you, talking to you. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. So so uh, cool. it's
0: it's cool. This this whole industry. Uh, one of the things I love about it is that it's such a close community, and you could walk up to Graham Davis, who really is like a you know an icon in the Warhammer world, and just strike a conversation with him, you know? Right. And, it's, and you you could do that with so many different uh, people, designers, publishers, media, all I, of
1: it. And we didn't even get to spend very much time in, like, the main hall today, but we talked yeah. about several game designers and yeah. owners and you know we got to see mm-hmm. several people like that's the guy that made gloomhaven <laughs> and yeah. that's the guy that did this and oh that's the guy that's part of that podcast you just and walked by just, yeah, and just, yeah just walk by or you talk to him we talked yep. to several of them it was really cool it was so much it was a lot fun. of fun yeah, yeah.
0: and honestly yeah. even you were talking about big crowds of course there's a lot of people there but it wasn't overwhelming it was packed and at times it definitely was crowded but it wasn't so bad i wouldn't say
2: you know, I didn't mind the crowdedness, the packedness, because everyone was so nice. That's and true. And courteous. Like, I just got barely grazed. <laughs> and, like, to me, it's not a big deal. But this guy's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You know, it's like, yeah. cool, man. Yeah. yeah. That's okay. It's like yeah, we're all, we're all excited yeah. to get to yeah. get to exactly. that thing, that product, that right. person, yeah. whatever it yeah. is. Yes, yeah. so that's cool. And you know, it was nice when the doors opened. It was like at one point, it's like I wasn't walking. I was kind of just <laughs> yeah, you were just being pushed with the, yeah, I was yeah. just being yeah. slowly moved R- riding the, the wave. Yes. Right. Yeah. So anyway, I
1: guess the, the moral of our, our story here is if you haven't had an opportunity to go to the Gen Con or any really big gaming convention, I highly suggest you take yeah. the opportunity.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you live in the, the Midwest, it's you know, not too bad of a drive for us. It was about four hours from mid-Michigan. But if you can make it, it's definitely worth it. And maybe not Gen Con, right? Maybe Origins or maybe a local convention of which there are hundreds across the United States in a year. It's super fun being around like-minded people who share our love of the hobby. It's really, it's a good time.
1: For sure. Mm -hmm. All right. We've talked Gen Con, but here, this is one I've been so excited about for so long. Let's talk about our first impressions for fourth edition. Now, to be clear, there's a lot. And we want to talk some first impressions, and we will. But one thing we're going to do is we're going to talk our first impressions for pretty much everything except combat. I think I mentioned that before. We're going to talk combat more specifically in our next episode, which we should be releasing tomorrow or the day after we release this. and But within yeah. the next day, two days, within 48 hours, we're going to release yes. a second Gen Con episode. Yep. And we will talk more about our impressions on combat.
0: Yeah, but b- combat's definitely the biggest change for sure yeah. from what we're yes. used to.
1: Now, having said that, excluding combat guys, I want to kick this conversation off a little bit here by just first saying, and I think we we've all talked about this multiple times to each other. This PDF, it is gorgeous. Yeah.
2: Oh yes.
0: Yep. That was the first thing I wrote down, as far as my first impressions go, is that the graphic design, the layout, it is fantastic. It's clear to read. You know, going from we have been focused on second edition you know, Mm -hmm. is what we've been playing in preparation for this. And those books were not great. Like I didn't love the layout, I didn't love the color palette for it. This PDF so far is just it's fantastic. Easy to read. There's plenty of tables and I'm gonna I'm gonna jump the gun here and say the artwork is just it is amazing. Amazing. And I, I compare it to some other RPG books that I've read and looked at recently, and there's no comparison. This no, is the not at amount all. of artwork, the mm-hmm. quality of the artwork, is stunning. Yeah. It, is. It, it is. It is stunning,
1: and I, I'm sure. And you can even see the fingerprints of. Uh john hodgson in there a lot of the similarities and some of the art and and the layout to to the one ring it it is it is just amazing it is amazing i know there's a lot of people involved in the art on this and and in the layout and everything in some of the the way things are gone you know we even talked to t.s i know that he's very aware of layout and stuff as well yeah and and what's going into i'm sure he has a part of that too but it's just it's just so good and and i like i mean i like what second edition was trying to do with like, when, when you think about it, right? So it's like, a, oh, it's parchment. Like, it's like an old part, Like, that's right. cool. I get yeah. what they're trying to mm-hmm. do. But this feels yes. modern, clean, yes. crisp, easy yeah. to read. Yet, I still have that artwork invokes the feel. It's in there yeah. enough. Like, okay. Pa- like this, the, yes.
0: the page borders have, like, you know, the skulls that are going down the sides. Yeah. But the bulk of what you're reading is, you know, basically black text on a white background, which is... Right. Just about as easy as it gets as far as reading. I mean, if you're going to sit there and read for a long time, it, right. it makes a difference it compared sure to
1: right. And it's not like black. pure pure white; it's more like a pearly, yeah, like a kinda, almost like a little bit of
0: blue yeah. in there too. Yeah, it's yeah. it's
1: it's very nice, very very nice. Yep. The, I love the
0: it. tables are clear and there's mm-hmm. a bunch of them, and I that yeah, I like that a lot too. Yeah,
1: character creation, right? So, what were you guys' thoughts on that?
0: I thought it was great. I when we did our character creation for second edition, we used like an expanded system. So there was a lot more that went into it. But from what I saw in this, it's pretty clear when we rolled up characters earlier today, when we did our fourth edition actual play, it was fast and satisfying. I I liked it quite a bit.
1: I agree. And then we'll get more into this in our full review or whatever, but I just love the fact that you're encouraged with experience points that are teased in front of you yep. to go take, random
0: take what's rolled yep yep, yep. so if you it. if you go straight uh with what's rolled and not take any uh re-rolls or pick anything specific you end up with an extra 120 xp that's a lot
1: Yeah. No, that that's is, a lot of xp that is that's a that's a whole lot that's like sure a is. whole session yeah. yeah so that's awesome and the artwork for all of the I love how every class has just a, an artwork that really encapsulates the pieces for me. I don't think yeah. I saw a single piece of artwork that was like, eh, that yeah, that right. I don't feel it. That was yeah.
2: my first impression, just the artwork, just right from the get-go. Like It's just Very, every page, like full pages of artwork. And then if you notice, like it's following the same group, the same band. The adventures, yes, right? The same, same party. Adventures yeah. The same party, every picture, just in a diff- different way. Yeah, And it's just not just the beginning art It's like there's no lack of art in this whole book Yeah, You know like how yeah, Matt was saying page, yeah. Some of these rule books are like You get bored of just looking at words And paragraphs and well, no it, artwork it, And yeah, this it, is just it,
0: thorough Especially if you're new to this world Or if you're new to a, a role playing game Let's say in the bestiary If it tells you about this Creature but it doesn't show a picture like you, It's hard to really get a feel For what you're going up against And the fourth edition rulebook has a beautiful piece of art for every single creature that's right in
1: that book. try to explain a squig to somebody that's never <laughs> yeah. ever heard okay. of warhammer and has no way i mean and yeah you, there's a lot of funny descriptions we can give of it but you really don't get an you understanding of what a squig it. is
2: until you see a picture right. absolutely the breath of viciousness ferocity teeth <laughs> yeah <laughs> right yeah
1: it's kind of cute You're right it is and it's but that's the thing and by the way in the bestiary every single entry
0: has art. Every art yep, every single piece.
1: And and that's 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 huge for me. Like Cubicle Seven, thumbs up, keep doing that. Every profession, every
2: corner, every side of the page, it's it's yeah. I'm not gonna say ridiculous, it's awesome. Yes. Right.
1: And and you're going to, this is a big, important piece to us. The three of us really presentation and how you present something is important in a book like this. It's one of the things, every book that is ever released for this system, you can guarantee one of the things we will talk about is layout and artwork because
0: it is a big part. It's going to be in the pro list for everyone. I guarantee
1: it. I I, I have no doubt. I have no doubt. So yeah. So, and there are several other pieces in there. I really enjoyed the skill checks, the changes they made there. I know some people have been frustrated, like, "Oh, you're making it too easy," and and I quite frankly disagree. I feel like they finally adjusted the chart for difficulties to make sense.
0: Yes, right. brought it brought it into a modern right. modern era for sure.
1: Right, and it's not even about succeeding; it's about chances that are more in line with what you're describing. For me, like, right, when I say, "Oh, that's an average check." you know i'm not thinking oh that's an average check you probably have a 20 or 30 percent chance to make it that's not average to me yeah right? Right. <laughs> no, no yeah <laughs> right so now it makes sense and and we'll go more into the details on that i'm sure later but that was a big a big plus that i saw too
0: i want to make another comment too on the with character creation for beginners into the warhammer world you're not going to know obviously the the whole background the the, this massive world and the interactions between the different races. One of the things I really liked is that whatever race you pick, you know, there's a couple pages for it. There's a section that talks about their opinions of the other races. So if you're new to this and you don't know that, oh, hey, dwarves and elves hate each other, you can see there, and there's, it's only a couple sentences, but even that's enough to give you a feel for how a human should address a halfling right? or how a human would address a wood elf or a high elf. You're talking about and, those quotes,
1: right? Where yeah, the, right. it's like a quote of some random like yeah, imperial right. citizen or or, who, or a dwarf, or yes. depending on who it is, like their opinion on another race, right?
0: Mm-hmm. And for for a new player, for somebody who's new into Warhammer, that that goes a long way, and that's been something that a lot of people have been critical about not having pages of text about those relationships. Which I understand that too, but to get started as as a as a jumping off point, thumbs up.
1: And that's another criticism I've seen online, where people are like, "Well, there's hardly any fluff to this." I understand where they're coming from from a tiny point of view. Where, okay, yeah, there's not a whole lot of overworld history here. We don't have a breakdown of the elves, you know, and the dwarves, and the War of the Beard, and whole histories, right? But what we have is, first off, Cubicle Seven said, and it made it very clear, the starting. Location here is the Reichland, right? So it's a province of the Empire. And now, well, I think, yeah, maybe it might be nice to have a little extra in there to give me some context of where the Reichland is within the world of Warhammer, like a a half a page or something to that. The information that's in the Reichland chapter is great. They detail a ton of stuff. And then a lot of people are like, well, where's Altdorf? And how does it, well, they tell enough about Altdorf. But guys, I mean, we've had some conversations today. Altdorf is coming, man. We're yes. we're going to get those those other pieces. We're going to get that more in depth right. stuff. It's just
0: there will be source books for different locations and that's great. Right. right. There's only so much you can fit
2: in a core rulebook. Right. And yes. and we need the important stuff to play the game. And yep. I mean you're thinking about a book that's already what, three hundred and sixty yeah com- yeah. Around that, and it like 340, 345 it's like
1: three forty-three forty-five is what it was. It's already okay.
0: packed full. It's not like you know, if you were going to add stuff like that, you'd be you'd be just adding pages and pages and pages. Right,
1: and then so then you go well, have less artwork, and I'm like, no, thank you. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 I'd rather. That's all yeah, right, I'd rather yeah. spend another
0: forty, fifty bucks to get a, a source book right. that's full of more art and more information than have absolutely. A, and a, yeah,
2: and like Lance was saying, this is really the starter set geared toward. Reichland. Like literally, you know, with character creation, it, it kind of reflects that because you have such a rare percentage of being an elf or dwarf. It's kinda like you're right. reflecting the population of right. Reichland. Yeah, well, it's right. Like right now.
0: Ninety you have a ninety percent chance if you roll yeah. for a character to be, It'll a, human. be a human. Right. Yes. What like f- what is it? Five percent to be a no three. It's
1: like five for oh, a halfling.
0: Yeah, five for halfling three
2: for a dwarf. And then one one for, for a high elf, elf yeah. and, one, and for one for a what a elf. elf. Yeah. So uh, it, it's just nice how this one is just a starter set, people. Just reflecting Reichland and and so on and so forth. One of the things I really liked that they added was status levels. That's uh, new,
0: something new. M- maybe that's another role playing games like that same concept, but
1: boy, not like I it. I like is. it. Not like it is here. I like it a lot. Yeah, and I know Steve. This was
2: one you were really
1: excited about oh, when yes. you saw. <laughs>
2: Yes, I like it because, you know, it it makes a difference on how much you get paid for your quest, yeah. well, your give us us Give us
0: like a real quick rundown of what, it's basically like a class division, you know, based on, on your status in society, right? So correct, the, correct. The nobles you know, are going to be a higher status. Correct. The peasants yep. are
2: going to be a lower status. You know, it makes a difference in your quest. You know, if you've got a good GM, like he, he can distinguish the difference of, hey, you're just kind of like a peasant beggar. Yeah. talking to someone like a noble asking a favor or are you the head magistrate right uh and, lore keeper slash magician
0: it, it's it's brass is the lowest right then silver oh, yes, brass, gold. silver so gold. so it's right it's one of but, those with a number and that kind of
1: the beautiful thing is and we'll get more into this right later but it's so elegant right so it's brass one brass three or whatever and then that ties in directly with how much starting money you have where your social level is, how your social checks are modified. Right. It is so elegant and so perfect. Yes. I, this is great. This was a home run for me yeah, for, absolutely. for, for this. This was a big thing and actually kind of sort of tied into this. I'm going to jump us a little bit here. That can also be tied in how you can make money in between sessions. And this is probably my favorite yeah. part of the new rules and, yep. and Matt, I know that you were just like chomping oh. at the bit as soon as you read this. Yes,
0: this was probably one of the things that I liked the most. And I think it part of the reason is that it really kind of reminds me a little bit of board games, you know, having random events, you know, drawing an event that's going to modify a round of the game that you're playing. So one of the chapters in this, I believe it's chapter six, is just titled Between Adventures. So essentially, uh. you know, if you are, are playing a session that lasts, you know, a couple days in game and then, you come back a few weeks later and you play another session. Things happen between that the time you ended the first one and you picked up the second one. Your the characters you're playing as aren't just sitting in a room somewhere. Right, yeah. It, in most cases, sometimes it might pick up. Right. right away. You might
1: pick up the next minute, but a lot of times it's like, oh, cool, we saved the kingdom from this thing, yeah. and then now there's this new thing. But two, when two, weeks, later two, two weeks later, or a month later, or a month yeah. later, or a year later. Right. Th- right. These are things, and guess what? Now we have like a mechanical.
0: Really cool and interesting way, yeah. to tie it out all together. Yep. So if your your character is a blacksmith during that time, he's not like I said, not just sitting alone by himself. He's smithing, so he's making money. He's creating income, or 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 something more interesting, right? Maybe somebody came up and said, "Hey, I need you to make this rare weapon. I need you to smith this, you know, specific item. If you do, I'll give you some, you know, special item or or something. Just any it's, number of things. It's perfect. It's yeah.
1: it, it is it is great. Even when we were talking to TS today, he was talking about how much he loved this section too, and he was even saying like he's talked to some like real diehard first edition fans that said, "Look, we're not going to switch over to fourth, but we're taking this yes. section of fourth and adding it to our first. And and dude, if you love first and that's what you want to stick with, hey man, more power to you. But I totally understand why you would want to like poach yeah. that portion of these rules because. Yes, yes, it is great.
2: It's something yep. like the downtime that will benefit yeah. your character.
0: As, a, as somebody who GMs games, having like the random events, that's another thing. Uh, before every session, you'd roll D100, and depending on the roll, something's going to happen that's going to affect the session or whatever. So, for example, if you roll uh, a 41 to 44, there's going to be really bad weather during the session. And maybe you didn't, you didn't build that in, but uh, it says in here, you know, particularly bad weather arrives for the next adventure. All social, social skill tests suffer a penalty of negative 10 because everybody's in a bad mood. Food prices increase by 20% due to spoiling and, yeah, food spoiling. So it's little things like that that are going to make your sessions and your adventures just a little bit more interesting. Right,
1: But and, and that's even, I mean, sure, there's a cool little mechanical effect there or whatever, but guess what? We roll that up, and as a GM, I'm starting that session. No matter what I had planned originally, I am starting that session, painting a description of downpour for weeks yes. and like horrible storms vo- that are
0: dropping trees, destroying right. buildings. And yeah.
1: it doesn't even matter what I had planned. Like that's now a thing. Now it's meaningful to my players, to those right. characters, and it's going to have a major impact on the story. And that's cool. It's it's something. Oh, I love it. Brings the world alive. Yeah. That's it right there, right? And it makes sense. So I play this game as a noble, and I have this servant, and that's really cool. It's, hey, by the way, if you start as a noble, you get a servant, FYI.
0: Yes.
2: How cool um, is that? Yeah, and that, that you can more to come on that. Can, right, improve their yes. skills as well. Oh, yes, I was about to prove skills. Maybe they know a different language that you don't know. Right. It right. yeah. come in handy. Maybe they can read and write where the noble can't. Who knows? <laughs> right,
1: right. And that's, yeah. So, I mean, in a nutshell, I don't know... And there's a lot to talk about combat. We're going to yeah. talk about that next time. But, but I didn't, did you guys have any more final thoughts on just you know what you loved? You know what you're concerned about? Maybe even
0: so. Again, from a GM perspective, this rulebook is full of tables, and I love tables. I love being able to look at a you know a situation and at a glance be able to see what role outcomes are going to be. Or you know, in this case, there's like a corruption table where you you know you could take corruption points and then have a mutation to yourself or there's a table uh for if you have a particularly bad role the oops table where you are clumsy and <laughs> the oops if, table if you're like, so, it's so good if you're lance you're trying to string your bow and it comes loose smacks you in the face you fall down a flight of stairs
1: yeah that happened today yeah that happened today yeah
0: yep. <laughs> I see so <sent> that it. <laughs> that's for me that's one thing i love and I, I can't wait to get a gm screen for this oh that's, that's- going to be a must
1: must I agree and there's some benefits and there are some downsides to tables in in any role-playing game so and one of the downsides is necessitating getting out that table right sure. so flipping through a book is not ideal right um, well,
0: and if you're a particularly creative GM or player you won't necessarily need the table right but well no not you don't want to keep it super strict to the book but at the same time again for me i I'd love it that, that's and a lot of one of the things I love,
1: and a lot of those table rules they have the optional this rule is optional kind of thing, and I can't even think off the top of my head one thing that said this rule is optional where I wasn't um yeah, I'm using that right. <laughs> so right, um, there might have been one in there, so I mean overall i I really loved it i the only things from uh now I try to be fair there there are certain things that I'm not necessarily in love with, that I'm hoping we'll see a little more on. Um, Some of the NPC creation stuff, there's not a ton of instruction on how to like generate stuff. But the more I've played with it and started creating NPCs as far as like, you know, threats, orcs or whatever, the more it makes sense. I feel like we needed just a tiny more meat in there to like explain like a good way, like more of a maybe a regimented way to build it. But I know the whole point was simplicity. So maybe I'm just can't get my head around that as well. So that was, I think that's the biggest thing—a um, map, which I think we've talked about. but yeah. we know that's coming, and yes. I expect it to be beautiful and gorgeous. Sure. Mm-hmm. Well, and and we, maybe we could more talk than about... one cubicle seven. Just a few. I'm just throwing that out there. I'd like a nice little world map, a map of the Reichland yeah. Empire map, beautifully yeah, detailed. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, just put a map pack in there as a free bonus. That's
0: cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and to be fair, too, the the PDF is not without its faults. There's, you know, they've been clear that there's some things that are missing. Like important things that are missing, right? Uh, some of the the editing and layout is not ideal. They need to, you know, rework a little bit of that. And when we talked to TS today, he made it pretty clear that they're they're working on all that stuff,
1: yeah. right? And that's probably a great segue for us to talk about some of the insights we got today from Google yes. Seven. So yes. we we really did, and that was one of the things. TS was very upfront, and it's like, hey, you know, we put this out, and. I want to start this first. So we've met several Cubicle Seven people today, and it was awesome. These guys are great. If you ever have the opportunity, I, I mean, and this is one of the big reasons I say go to a con is go meet the people making yeah. the games you love because these guys they are passionate yes. about you, Warhammer. Let me tell very. you, this game you just they get excited and talking yeah, about it. You
0: don't you you'll never get that reading an interview you know that's posted on Facebook or on a website but when you're there talking to him man i'm telling you ts was he was right and
1: Graham gram super too.
0: excited yep yeah like i don't all of them are just full of energy full of you just couldn't wait to yeah. talk about all the different That's- things that that are coming and yeah yeah that and, was great
1: and and one of the things too you know he was talking about obviously all of the like hey these are the things we need to fix and stuff he even pointed out some like Layout issues that just, you know, like, this bugs me. We are getting this right. fixed, you know. Yes. And he's, like, very aware of several of the issues and stuff. And one of the big ones, we'll talk more about this tomorrow, was the reiterating that the advantage issue without numbering, like, there's a whole thing there that's missing that somehow didn't get Correct. put in there. That right. That will That'll be, be put fixed. in there.
0: But there which, are... Which we, in our actual play today, we... Suffered greatly with because that we didn't have the rules for yeah, that. Because right, uh, exactly. I, I believe, it would have made a difference. Significant. I believe Steve you know. got impaled with an arrow through the right arm, and <laughs>
1: I'm I. I'm not going to mention who shot me.
2: Hey, yeah. I, I, hey, you know what? You weren't the intended target, but you were
1: fighting the guy that I was shooting at. It's is that my fault? Well, just some
2: <laughs> of those rare cases of shooting a longbow in a close quarter hallway when we're all five feet away. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't say it was Ca- smart. Casualty of war, man. <laughs> Uh, but but hey, uh, I I do want to stress a point. You know, when we talked with the Cubicle Seven guys, um, they are reviewing all your feedback. They're yeah, really yeah. intent. They they know it's not perfect. You know, the, you know if you expect it to be perfect, it's just not right now. It's think of it as like a beta right now. They are really listening they're reading they are going to make the corrections that need to yeah. be done and they stress that that's it's, how passionate they are they're really not angry yeah. about these you know these comments or oh, yeah. using them to to make a fine polish yep. right and product. that's and that's the thing too and i wouldn't even say it's a beta it's more it's like of a, a, a it's like a
1: late it's late a late beta, beta right yeah. so it's like hey we wanted to give this to you guys and and quite frankly as a community we have been like screaming and demanding it really when you right. take a look at like social media <laughs> we have been like breaking down the doors frothing. to get this right? right, so they're giving us what they want and say, Look, this is the best we can give you at this second. And right. and what it's turned out to be is something that's great. And they're excited about it because they're like, We think this is going to be an even better and more perfect, more polished product than it otherwise would have been because of all this great yeah. feedback we're getting. Yep, and so that's good. So be constructive with your criticism, mm-hmm. help them figure out the right stuff. Go to the Facebook, you know, tweet it on Twitter to them. Um, you know send them an email info at cubicle7.co.uk you know go to their website you can find out how to contact them give them that feedback be polite about it but they want it and they're going to get it fixed and do it quickly because this this thing is going to print quickly yeah very soon we talked to them and it is like i i know they're like collecting kind of the final stuff like within a week or something is what they were talking about so get that feedback in there
0: seemed pretty confident that august was going to be doable for for most of the world i would say right. depending on your location it might yeah. be a little bit later but so
1: and, and that's the thing too we talking physical because with physical like i think they were hoping like maybe even they were talked about this a little bit and and i can tell you and i would be gun shy too <laughs> if right. i were a cubicle seven after yeah. all this yeah. but they're like you know we're hoping we can get that done in august and and i don't think that's gonna i mean we're really looking you know it's got to ship and there's a lot of things unless you're like right next to a fulfillment september center. right september probably best case scenario yeah. and maybe even probably not then they are trying they are they are committed to putting out a great product that they can be proud of and yeah. good for them on that and so far what i've seen i'm I i'm mean, very happy
2: if this is what we have right now it's wonderful it's, yeah <laughs> right yeah
1: Right, so I doubt, and, and this is probably, I'm expecting with a core rule book, we're, we're not going to get this on most supplements or whatever. I doubt they're going to give us like a, a, a hey, here's a right. pre-beta P- copy pre-view, or whatever. They'll, yeah, they'll do video. through. So some, some of the other things from our conversation. Uh, so you remember we talked earlier about the servant. I wanted to mention this because this is really cool. So here's one of the things that, man, just TS was so excited to talk about this. He talked about like, man, there's so many things you throw around, so many ideas. And one of the ideas that just kind of, was servants like we could have a whole like way to upgrade your servant and right different kinds of things like and i haven't dug through but i think noble might be the only one that gets a servant at the starting level at least and but but we're like oh so maybe an expansion and he's like you know he kind of gave that like little smile like <laughs> like so i don't know that you know maybe maybe not who knows i mean he was even talking about man like we could have rules for the small but vicious dog like. right training training yes. pets and yeah. yeah all sorts of stuff yeah, so I think uh man, just that's but that's it. That is there's a Warhammer all over it. I cannot wait to see what else they put out in the future. Right. But th- those are some of the things that and if you could see these guys' faces like Bram talking about the enemy within and, and doing the stuff that yeah. he, he wasn't able to get to do on the very first time he did it. Yes. And T S just talking about everything. The, I mean, these guys are right. they're what, in love with this.
0: Graham Davis hearing him. And listening to him talk about the Warhammer world, I mean, we're talking decades of love that he has had for this, and he was so passionate about it and so excited about it, and he just loved talking about it. Everything that he said was just—you could tell he was just so pleased that there are so many fans out there that love it, and that, that he's able to deliver us a product that—and he's—he's and he's he's so of. down
1: to earth too. Oh yeah, yeah, it oh, just, he is. And these guys, they all are like they were just happy
2: to be there. Like, yeah, I'm I'm stoked for for Graham because now he's finally what he envisioned Enemy Within to be. Yeah. They're giving him pretty much, yeah, do what you got to do, man. Yeah, it's, it's it's do being, it.
0: Build is the director's cut, right? So, yes. and he's the director. This is his awesome. baby. Yeah, and and he
1: he straight up said that too. He's like, Games Workshop and Cubicle Seven are, are essentially like, do your thing, man, and that. That's awesome. We
2: know that you know what you're doing, right? And so that's cool.
1: And and it's also one of the things that Graham talked about too. You know, it's like, well, we are aware that a lot of you guys have played this, so we he's like we're building this with little segments, little switching it up, you know, things Mm -hmm. that are like okay, that specifically talk about your if your players have played this before. Yes, (laughs) here you go, A, Y, and B, or the bad guy might actually be. Look at these four or five options, and like, and I'm not exactly sure. I don't want to paraphrase exactly what he said or whatever, but he's saying that they are specifically addressing that and making it so that if you've played this before, one, you're going to put your players on on their butts. Yeah, um, potentially it'll still be fresh, it'll, right? It'll be you new, know. yeah. And two, yeah. it's it is not the same. It's the same, but it's not. It is not going to be like, oh, I'm just replaying a campaign I already played. No, it's no. enemy within but you haven't played this Enemy Within. Yeah, exactly. Yep. yep. So I, I'm excited. I'm very excited to see it. If, well, if it makes, tomorrow yeah. we
0: are going to a seminar that he's putting on, an hour-long seminar where he's just going to be talking about the Enemy Within, and I'm sure he's going to be answering questions from the people in the, in the crowd that's going to be there. So we're going to that tomorrow, and that's going to be something that you know we can include a little bit more, more information, some more details uh, in our next uh, Gen Con episode.
1: Right. So, part two. yeah. In our Gen Con part two, we will definitely give you like a, a breakdown of, of what happened in that seminar. I know everybody's been asking about it. Now, to be fair, TS was telling me they made it very clear. They're recording a video of the seminar and they will be posting it online. And he says that should come out in a, a couple of days, like yes. at the latest. You can probably listen to our episode and get kind of like our thoughts and feedback on what was said. And then within a couple of days, probably after, you could probably watch. It sounds like you're going to be able to watch the whole thing on yeah. YouTube. So, Yeah. And we'll mm-hmm.
0: we'll make sure to tweet out a link to that, too. So Absolutely. You can, yes. you can
1: see it. So that'll be awesome. Yeah, Excellent. So that's that's something to look forward to. Tomorrow's a busy day for us. And yes. That's that's one that uh, we're looking forward to, for sure. All right. So how about we drop a couple of these little bit of confirmations? I think what people gentlemen? have been waiting for. I listened to this whole episode for you right. to tell me these two things. <laughs> these these guys I won't hope stop they're talking. good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, first off, and I don't think this is really going to be a surprise to anyone. I know we've been talking about it and I think carbon Cubicle 7s kind of hinted at this like really heavily and I don't but I don't think they've come out and specifically yeah. said it.
0: Yeah, we have this is these are confirmed things that we've got. Right.
1: Here. They they will be doing like a magic focused supplement which Again, we all knew that was coming, but there's our confirmation. And it sounds like that it might be coming quickly, you know, and again, quickly is a very relative term in this business. And obviously, we, we've all we all know how that goes. Yeah, right. Business quick is different than. <laughs> right. So who knows when that for sure is coming, but that's yeah. coming. I, that's I get the impression sure
0: it's, that it's probably going to be one of the first. If not the first one of the first few supplements that we should expect to see. Right, like a pure supplement. Because yes.
1: because if you take a look at our second little tidbit that got dropped, we know that we have so far we have technically three confirmed releases, right? So we have or release or upcoming releases, right? The Core book, the starter set, yep. and the enemy within. Right. Those those are products we know are coming yes. for sure.
0: Right. And As long as everything goes according to plan, that'll all be by the end of this year.
1: Right. I haven't heard differently. Uh, The Enemy Within, I don't think that's been pushed back. It wasn't something we asked today, but I fully expect we'll probably hear news about that tomorrow. And if not, then I plan to try to ask them. But what we we found out today is we have a confirmation. So after those three releases, we are looking at another adventure module that they're going to put out. And it has the title, Rough Nights and Hard Days. Ooh, that sounds... Yes, it sounds cool. We literally know nothing about this. So I have no idea what this means, where it takes place or anything. I would assume it's Reichland based. Yeah. And and it's probably something for people that aren't looking for the, I'm not ready to do the enemy within. Right. right? But, you know, maybe I want to start with something. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know. We really know nothing about this other than we got a title and we know it's coming after the first three releases. So that could mean... Probably not this year. Yeah, probably not. But it probably means I would be hopeful. Maybe first or second quarter next year. Who knows? I, I, I'm I'm giving up on guessing right. time frames for Cubicle Seven releases. It's cool. Oh. So we have another conf- confirmed release. So hey, we at least know that it's not three releases and done.
0: Right. 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 <laughs> so yeah. So, well, and and thinking about it. Rough nights and hard days. Are th- is there anything else in War the Warhammer world? Aren't all <laughs> right, <laughs> nights rough right. and all days hard? Let's be honest here, people. Right.
1: I mean, they literally could have said like, like extremely deadly nights and extremely bloody days, and we'd be like, okay, so normal. It's just yeah. Normal. So <laughs> that
2: makes sense.
0: It was the average day in the Warhammer right. world.
1: I went through two characters this session. Oh. Goodness. Okay! Wow. So you had a good session. Yeah. <laughs> right.
0: Well, only two characters. Only nice. two. <laughs>
1: so, awesome. Awesome. Uh, am I? Did we miss anything? I mean, we we covered a, a lot here.
0: Did, you guys have any final thoughts or anything? I, I, they also teased about a location source book, right?
1: Well, okay. So are we taught So you talking about Graham Davis? Graham. Is yeah. Talking, okay. So this was something more Graham was talking about things that he is really excited and wanted to do. So, oh, and this kind of brings up a different point too. So one of the things Graham really loves is getting into the lore and he know I mean, he knows yeah, the lore. Oh sure my does. gosh. He knows yeah, it. Yeah, he sure does. So, and he's talking specifically about like, we have these, you know, things where the Warhammer lore and world has grown and changed so much over time, right? So you listen to our first four episodes. We talk about that all the time. Yeah. And so from first edition Warhammer to fourth edition Warhammer, there's been some major changes in lore and how things are. And he's like, we're we've been given some permission to address some of those, and we're going to do it in ways that you guys are going to like love. And yeah, and he's yep. talking about like I get the sense like the potential humor and potential like things are going to make sense. Like okay, and one of the things he talked about is he has these ideas, and now to be a hundred percent clear. He did not confirm that he, they're doing this book. He did not confirm that he's writing this book. All he said is that he would love to do it, and he's hoping he gets the chance, doing a Britonia source book, and he has some great ideas on how to fix that major difference because yeah. when Brittonia was, like, originally envisioned a released, it was much more of a very gritty, feudal society kind of more book, and then it later grew into this, like, Arthurian... Right type of of background and stuff and he's like i got that yeah. i can fix that it'll or, fill and, the gaps yeah well,
0: like it's
2: transitions it was really refreshing Makes sense by to, the
0: way to hear him talk about games workshop and he said that they are letting him do it letting him letting giving him full reign Well, maybe not full, but right. a lot of freedom to do what he does best
1: yeah he said that games works games workshop and cubicle seven he said have been extremely supportive and and i don't get this as from like a like, I'm at Cubicle 7's booth, so I have to say, Games Workshop and Cubicle 7 have been extremely supportive of me. That no, was genuine. He, like,
0: Absolutely genuine. Yeah,
1: for sure. He's excited. And, like I said, right? We, we right? said... Yeah. He's excited. He's excited about this. He was excited to talk about it. I cannot wait to hear what he says in the seminar tomorrow. Yes. Yeah.
0: That'll be great.
1: good. Uh, well, guys, I think we're going to lock this down.
0: Yeah. Get, <laughs> uh, edit this, get it posted, and get some sleep, because tomorrow's going to be a long day. Long,
1: long yes, day. it is. So... All you old worlders out there, this is Lance saying good night and see you
0: tomorrow. Yes, indeed. This is Matt. Make sure to check out part two that will be posted within a couple days. We'll be talking a little bit more about combat. We'll be talking about the Enemy Within seminar and all sorts of other Gen Conny goodness. Good night, folks.
2: Good night, folks. And uh, be sure to look out probably in a couple, few weeks. We're going to have another episode of some role playing. So we'll be on the lookout for that as well.
1: Absolutely.
0: it's here folks 4th edition is here it's about Ooh. time I'm so excited can we so just bloody? like celebrate that for a second 4th
1: edition 4th edition blood for the blood ca- no Ooh. no, <laughs> no. uh oh
0: <laughs> pray Sigma this podcast and related website are completely unofficial and are not endorsed by Games Workshop Limited or Cubicle 7 Entertainment it is intended for educational and informational purposes only GW Games Workshop, Warhammer, Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay, and all associated logos, illustrations, images, names, creatures, races, vehicles, locations,
2: weapons, characters, and the distinctive likenesses thereof are registered trademarks of Games Workshop Limited, Cubicle 7 Entertainment, or their respective trademark or copyright holders. All original
0: content of this podcast, including any audio or video information, is the intellectual property of the Old World Podcast and Crimson Tower Studios, LLC.